Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode one of A Little Too Much. It's been exciting to hear everybody's feedback. Um, we're really excited to continue this lovely season of a little too much with another episode. So, without further ado, listen in. Listen in. <laughs> so, do you find yourself saying the word yes or the word no more? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Do you always want to say yes? Yes. But no. Mm. If that makes sense. Like guys to me. Why don't you explain it to <laughs> listeners? <laughs> I'm like, okay, so for those who don't know, uh, we're both type twos on the Enneagram. I think that's an important detail going yes. into this particular episode. Maybe that'll be episode three, guys. We'll talk about oh, the Enneagram. Enneagram. Oh my gosh. Um I'm not going to explain what a type two is besides they are a helper. Um, so there's that information. I don't often want to say yes now, but I always felt like I had to. So that's kind of what I mean by, do I always want to say yes? Yeah. I always want to help. I always want to be there. Like, let's go. But now... I don't want to say yes all the time. Mm-hmm. It's freeing, isn't it? It is freeing. It is. It also feels um, selfish. Mm-hmm. That's been really difficult to work through. That my no isn't selfish. It's normal. Mm. And healthy. And healthy. You know, if we don't say yes in the right time to the right people Mm -hmm. in the right season then what we're doing is we're filling up our days which turn into weeks months years decades right Mm -hmm. with all of these yeses but what happens a lot of the times is when we're not making conscious choices with the yes then we are finding ourselves 5, 10, 15 years down the road not having gotten closer to our vision, not having gotten closer to our purpose or the things that we wanted to fill our life with, but we've allowed everybody else to fill our time for us. (laughs) Because we're not saying the right yes. Because we won't say no. For me, I've noticed I'm a lot better about this than I used to be because used to, if I was in relationship with you and you asked me to do something, I was going to do it, not because I wanted to do it per se, but because I didn't want whatever repercussions there might be if I said no. Like, I I didn't want you to think less of me. I didn't want you to think I couldn't handle it. I didn't want you to think that I wasn't valuable, right? Right. I wanted you to think that you 
needed me, wanted me, valued me, loved me. And in order to do that, had to say yes. Right. But now I understand that if I'm in a relationship with someone and I can't say no without the fear of not being loved or wanted or needed, that's not a relationship. It's a situationship. <laughs> Where the situation doesn't fit you anymore. So mm-hmm. what's what's the point? Right. If you can't, if it's not reciprocal, if it's not, if you don't desire to say yes, mm-hmm. it really calls for a reevaluation. Yes. Our analytics are going to be like, your filler word this episode is yes. yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it truly, like, I think that's the biggest thing I've learned mm-hmm. in going from saying yes to everything mm-hmm. to actually taking a pause. Yes. And actually waiting to respond. Mm-hmm. That a response deserves, like, you don't have to respond right away. No. I think both of our personalities like have to Mm -hmm. respond immediately Mm -hmm. because if there's not a sense of urgency, Mm -hmm. we think that they'll think we don't care. Right. When in all reality, have they ever responded back to us with urgency? Never. Never. Not because they don't care. Right. Because they have boundaries. Boundaries. (laughs) Ultimately it comes down to boundaries. But I think that's something that we've both learned or are in the process of learning. 100%. That it, if I ask you, hey, can you do X for me? Mm-hmm. One, I don't, I don't need a response right away. Mm-hmm. And two, you don't have to respond right away. Right. Well, and it's taking that pause to do something like checking your calendar to make sure that A, there's not already another commitment there. Right. Or B, that you're not already so overextended the rest of that week that you're not going to be exhausted by the time that you need to do the thing you're being asked to do in this moment. Mm-hmm. Right. But also to know that sometimes you are going to say yes when you don't desire to. Mm-hmm. And that can still be the right yes. I like what you said about like if you, if you don't desire to say yes. Right, I mean, we really shouldn't be doing that, right? We really shouldn't be doing that thing that it's not the thing that we should be doing unless there are those times where it's important to, yeah. right? You don't, you don't always want to drop everything that's going on and put back on real clothes to run over to your friend's house because she's in a crisis, right? But that's a time that you would say yes because you needed to. And I guess in the back of your mind, you want to be there for your friend, even though in the moment it's like going to cause chaos for you. You, It's the right yes to drop it at that moment. Right. But where we get stuck is we let everybody else's urgency and emergency, which isn't really an emergency, right? Mm-hmm. Come into our space, right? And make us feel like Everything has to be done. Mm-hmm. It's all relying on us. It has to, if we don't do it, who's gonna, right? In reality, it's not an emergency. 
Mm-mm. You can do it yourself. Someone else in your life can do it. You can move stuff around, right? Procrastination on your part doesn't equate an emergency on mine. How many times have we heard that? Because it doesn't. We need to check in with our schedules. We need to check in with our our people. Because the more that we're saying yes out there, mm-hmm. the less we're able to say yes here. Right. For us in our group, the more we say yes out there, the less we can have game night. <laughs> <laughs> True though. But no, for real. I mean, if we're saying yes to, you, you have different people in your life, right? Yeah. You have yourself, which we often forget about as a type two. Okay, you have yourself that, you know, if you're not taking care of you, if you're not saying yes to you and your needs, then you're not fulfilling all those other yeses well anyway. Right. You know, I used to get so hung up. You and I both have the church background, right? So we know, especially being a type two in the church, about how that can be taken advantage of, right? Because she'll always say yes. She'll always show up. She'll always do the thing, Mm -hmm. right? And we learned love your neighbor. Do you hear love your neighbor? Oh, yeah. I mean, a million times. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor is your what, Alex? Yourself. Yourself. <laughs> now, I was taught, don't know if you were, but I was taught that loving yourself was selfish. Fact. But isn't the commandment, love your neighbor as yourself? Mm-hmm. So if we're not loving ourselves... How are we then to love our neighbor? So we have to be saying the right yeses to ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because that's part of loving us. And then you extend it out a little bit, right? If you're in a relationship, a significant partnership or a marriage, whatever. You need to make sure you're saying the right yeses to protect your relationship. Yeah. Right? And then say children, whatever. Are you protecting your relationships with them by saying the right yeses and the right noes? And it just kind of spreads out, right, then to your closest family slash friend group. And then, but I find that we're filling all of our space and time with all this out there. Yeah. While this gets no, 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 no. Neglect, 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 neglect. Down to the core of who we are, running on empty. Mm -hmm. And not... Not doing the things that you desire, mm-hmm. you crave, let alone the people in your inner sanctum. Yes. Your round table, if you will. Mm-hmm. If you can't even say yes to your round table, again, we're ignoring the self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you lose so much time. Mm-hmm giving enjoying yourself not that you don't enjoy doing things for other people i think we both do Mm -hmm. and find joy in that but what about i can't think of a hobby that i've had Mm -mm. that i've been able to actually do and enjoy Mm -hmm. without it having to be produce some sort of monetary income oh yeah or being a gift to someone else Mm -hmm. until now yes and I think about how much time I've wasted, good, right, wrong, indifferent, saying the wrong yeses mm-hmm. and missing out on like some really fun times in my life that I could have enjoyed and not felt guilty to enjoy. 
because if I wasn't doing something for the church, for the community, for X, Y, Z to the point of breaking, and I was doing it for me, it was selfish. And we're real bad about that in church culture. Oh, terrible. We're so bad about that because we'll go, well, you should be doing this. You should want to do this for <laughs> Jesus. For Jesus. Tell me where that's at in the Bible, please. Right. But, you know, let me tell you what is in the Bible. Okay. He created us. He knew us before we were even born. Right? Mm. He numbers the hairs on our head. Right? Which means that I am intimately known and intelligently designed. Right? So my passions, my desires, my talents, my gifts all come from a creator who I think wants me to use them. But I'm too busy <laughs> being a part of the body that I wasn't created to be to make you happy. And you're telling me that's loving people like Jesus. No. Maybe if the ear stood up and was the ear, then I could go be the foot like I'm supposed to be. Maybe if the hands weren't so busy cheating on their wives, they could go out and do what they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I could be the voice that I'm supposed to be. Right. <laughs> Sorry for the cheating on your wife. No, I mean, it's true though. Like, But honestly, it's like... The same, the same people who told us those things. You and I both have church trauma. Right. You know, and I, for anyone who's listening, I love Jesus and I serve the local church and I'm happy to do that. And I love my church. But there are a lot of people with church trauma and it runs deep for me because of, I think, because of my level of commitment to it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And when the same people that tell you Put that to the side. Mm -hmm. Go do this. But you're off doing all this other stuff that isn't holy, isn't righteous, isn't loving, isn't kind. But you want to tell me, don't do that. Because we really need you to do this. And it's for the Lord. It's, un it's under the Lord. Right. So I think that using the gifts that God gave me glorifies him. Right. And Paul wrote in the New Testament that each part of the body is significant and has a purpose. And that's where, you know, you know I'm talking about the foot has its role and the ear has its role and the hand has its role. And if all the parts are doing their part and working together, the whole body functions well. Right. And that correlates, obviously, to the church. That if you're all doing your parts, mm -hmm. it functions well and everybody gets fed and the community gets taken care of and all of that glorifies God but if the mouth has to be the ear then no, nothing gets said right right <laughs> no 100% I think even that can come like take the church out of it mm -hmm. add the PTA in there oh yeah add your job in there mm -hmm. add in all these other things if you're not a part of the church mm -hmm. if one person isn't doing their part or all people aren't in this cog and this wheel. You hear yes. that analogy all the time mm -hmm. too. It falls apart and it, it, it ultimately mm -hmm. falls on the people who say yes the most. 100%. And I think that's part of the reason we see a lot of 
removal mm-hmm. or evacuation. That mm-hmm. seems like really dramatic. Evacuation from the church. Mm-hmm. Because they watched their parents get used and abused. They watched themselves get used and abused. I think for me, it happened. It, the realization came later. And I love the people I grew up in church with. It, it was nothing but fond memories. Mm-hmm. But it was a, I need you. There was no want there. Mm. And that ultimately sent me on a cascade of, I I read the Bible as, love your neighbor as yourself. And myself just wants to be loved and wanted and desired. So I'm going to go do that in my own way mm-hmm. where there isn't an exhaustion mm-hmm. and I feel poured into mm-hmm. as well as they feel poured into. Well, you know, we even see in examples of Jesus himself mm-hmm. saying no. <laughs> right. We don't talk about that at church. Never. <laughs> but we see him withdraw. We see his times of ministry, and then we see him withdraw, okay, to himself, to pray, to replenish, to do all those things that he needs to do so that he can then go out again and be Jesus, right? Well, if we are supposed to exemplify Jesus, right, Mm -hmm. love other people like Jesus, be the hands and feet of Jesus, then... Why do we think we're any better that we don't need to pause? (laughs) Jesus needed to pause, but we don't. Right. We live in a society where if you aren't doing something, Uh you're doing nothing at all. Oh, yes. And if every waking moment, like forget serving people and saying yes to people, If you yourself aren't saying yes to every activity and everything Mm -hmm. that society lays out for you, you're lazy. Oh, yeah. You are not using the minutes of your life to the fullest extent. Mm -hmm. You're striving for ultimate progression Mm -hmm. and ultimately perfection. Oh, which is impossible. Maybe in certain areas there can be perfection. I think it's how you define it. Mm -hmm. But we live in a society that is constantly go, 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 go. You have to say yes to all these things. You have to get an education, have a family, get married, or get married, have a family, or whatever. Follow your passions, do your job. Get your master's degree, blah, 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 blah. All while. All while. Getting eight to ten hours of sleep every night. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking all the water. Not, not enough water. All the water. <laughs> okay? Hitting the gym every day. Every day. Every day. Cooking an organic, grass-fed... <laughs> right? Um... Non-GMO, nothing processed. (laughs) You picked it from your garden, killed your own chicken in a ethical way this morning. (laughs) Food for every meal. 
Right. I mean, that's what society is telling us. It's like perfect, 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 perfect. Yeah. The seed oils are killing us. Right. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Everything's killing us. Okay. <laughs> Truth. And I can get stuck in that. I mean, I go through seasons where if it's not perfect, why try? Right. You know, if you're not going to get enough sleep, if you're not going to drink all the water, if you're not going to go to the gym, if you're not going to eat healthy, then why do any of it? Well, because your body needs hydration. That's why. My brain knows that, Alex. Right. My brain knows that my body needs to be hydrated with something more than coffee. Right. Right. But do you think that when I'm in that cycle of perfection, that I remember that I should just drink the water because the water hydrates me? No. I might as well drink Coke because I didn't go to the gym today. Right. Ridiculousness. But it's perfection. It's this level of perfection that I feel like we we strive toward when the progress is what we really should be going after. Oh, 100%. Life is a process, right? Yeah. If we're progressing mm-hmm. towards something. But half the time, we don't know what we're progressing toward. Right. And I think that's ultimately where we all sh- should not should but like i think it would be helpful if right. we all get to the point where the goal isn't society mm-hmm. <laughs> the goal isn't fame mm-hmm. the goal isn't what's in people magazine mm-hmm. i feel like that kind of like dated myself a little like i know people it magazine still exists. still it still exists the goal isn't what you see on TikTok or what influencers are doing. What I think that's a little bit more relevant. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> the goal is what is sustainable for me, mm-hmm. no one else, for me long term. What can I do for me that I think I could do every day? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean go to the gym every day, but that means being consistent. Yes. The goal maybe might not be drink your water every day but maybe get close Mm -hmm. every day and I think the problem we run into is that perfection mindset of oh I didn't hit a gallon of water I'm a failure Mm -hmm. why keep going oh I only worked out for 20 minutes today I'm a failure why keep going Mm -hmm. but you went 20 minutes longer than someone else Mm -hmm. you drank 40 more ounces than someone else and that someone else is the person that you were yesterday yes and that person yesterday is thankful Mm -hmm. because they feel better they feel stronger Mm -hmm. and they feel more empowered to keep going right and that is sort of more and a lot the problem is a lot of society sees that as an excuse Right. Oh, well, you're just saying, like, that's a progress because, you know, you, you're too lazy to actually go to the gym every single day. It's not physically feasible to do that for the rest of your life. Okay. Sorry, all the gym enthusiasts. I'm one of them. Freaking personal trainer. It's not physically possible. But it is physically possible to move your body 10 to 30 minutes a day. In whatever way feels good for you, Mm -hmm. period. 
You're right. And we do that. So we do that with our physical, mm-hmm. right? We do that with our physical lives. But I think we do it in every other area too. Yeah. Right? We do it in our relationships. <laughs> right? We do it. I know there, for me, there have been seasons of my life where it, it had a toll on me spiritually. It's like, well, if I didn't get up and read my Bible and pray at 5 a.m. before I started my day, well, like no other hours in the day exist to do that. <laughs> right? Like if I didn't do it at 5 a.m. as my day got started, well, that day is shot. God's not around anymore. His office hours are over. Yeah. Ding dong. <laughs> right? I'm done. Right. <laughs> Omnipresent only means for everybody else, not you. I'm done. I'm out. You know? Or like, okay, well, I didn't pray yesterday. Okay, well, he's still listening. Right. You could do that today. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be a 45-minute ordeal. You could just be like, hey, God, you can talk about this. Right. You know, and I feel like we do the same thing there. It's like we feel like if we if we can't do it exactly right or we don't attend church for a month because we have this going on or we don't attend church for years because... It hurts mm-hmm. that somehow that means that we're spiritually dead inside or something. Oh, yeah. You know? It's not true. Right? The progress thing, the the relationship is still there. Mm-hmm. Just like our relationship with ourselves. Right? And the more that we show up for ourselves for 20 minutes taking a walk, what does that do for us? It improves everything. We know that scientifically proven. Not only, not only does it improve our physical health, mm-hmm. but our mental health, emotional health. And for a lot of people, even their spiritual health. Because you know what they have time to do on their 20-minute walk? Talk to God. Right? <laughs> Just like reading a couple of verses that encourage you. Do what? Hit every other area of yourself. And what does it do when we say the right yes to ourselves? It's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. Today I took a walk and I cleared my head and I felt better. I had a little bit more energy. So then when the kids asked me to play outside, I played outside and it was a happy moment. Mm-hmm. And it built a memory within that they'll be happy about, right? And then what? Well, then. You know, that made life a little bit easier that night. And these things went different. And everybody had a good night's sleep. The ripple effect, right? Mm-hmm. We have a tendency, I think, to look at our calendars. And if they're too open, we're like, what I miss? Like, what what should be there? Something's wrong, right? Mm-hmm. No, if our calendar has white space, it means that maybe, for once, in our hyper-productive, crazy yes saying lives mm-hmm. we have finally said no that's good I just wanted people to sit on that for a second mm. that's good mm-hmm. so good I, I don't think I felt this way I think I'm fortunate that I moved to Georgia when I did. For those who don't know, we're in Georgia. 
I've been here forever. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> if you get that reference. I was just waiting on you. <laughs> um, but it was a, it's a lot harder to say no when you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier to say no when you're in a pandemic. <laughs> and your husband's scared of a pandemic. It's his biggest fear in life. Hashtag COVID. Yeah. Don't miss it. Um, but what it taught me... It gave me a little rewind mm. of, wow, I used to fill every minute of every day with God knows what. Now it's a blank page. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I have a job. But outside of that eight to five, I got nothing. Mm -hmm. I got time with my husband, my dog, mm -hmm. now my friends. And if I don't want to do something, there is no pressure. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that. And I know there's not a lot of people that have that privilege because they're still in their hometowns and people expect things of them. But boundaries are so important. So. For your personal self, for your relationships. I know we keep saying that over and over again. But I think it's so true that like this, the object of saying yes and no is ultimately a boundary oh for sure what are you willing as hard as it may be to start saying no to so you can start saying yes to yourself and to the things that you care about mm -hmm. if when you are presented with an option mm -hmm. if you feel weird at all about it right for me i can feel it in my gut I don't know if everybody feels that, mm -hmm. but for me, I can feel it in my gut. I know that I'm about to say yes to something that I don't want to say yes to, or that isn't right for me, or that conflicts somehow. It's going to cause some sort of conflict in me. And I've reached a point in my life where I'm done dealing with the conflict inside of myself because I don't want to deal with it with the person who's asking something from me. Right. If we take a pause and we flash forward in our minds to next Saturday at four when said person needs something from us mm -hmm. and we think, what are we going to be doing Saturday at 3.30 that we're not going to want to stop doing to go do that thing? <laughs> and even if it's just being not productive and sitting on the couch, maybe that's what we need that week. Right. And maybe it's a no. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not suggesting for one minute that we say no to our best friend's college graduation. Yeah. We right? did talk about showing up last week. Yes. <laughs> but if we are showing up for everyone, we can't show up for the people that matter to us. Okay. You can't be everybody's person. It's impossible. Right. I had to learn that. You know, my husband's a pastor, for those who don't know. And I had to learn that earlier on in our ministry is that not everyone is my friend. Mm -hmm. I can't be everybody's friend for multiple reasons, but especially because, yes, there are roles and responsibilities that I have because I am the pastor's wife and I, I do those happily. Okay. But I can't be everybody's person because I don't have enough time in my day. Right. And if I overextend myself for everyone Right, mm -hmm. then I'm not giving my best to the main guy in my life that needs my best. 
right? If I'm not my best for my husband, he can't be his best to all the people that depend on him, right? right? Or to my children, or to my close-knit circle of people. Because when you're my friend, when you're in my close circle, and you need me, the answer is always yes. You don't have to worry. Right. You just have to text or pick <laughs> up the phone and say now, and I'm on my way. Now, I might be on my way with a whole slew of kids, but I am on <laughs> my way. You're there. I'm there because that's who I am for my people. But if I'm saying yes to all those who aren't my people, they might be good people. They might be loving people, but they have to find their own tribe of people. Right. Because mm-hmm. every now and then I can fill in. I can be a great fill-in when my schedule allows it and, and my people don't need me very much. And I can be a great fill-in, right? Right. But we can't be everybody's person, right? We can't get that deeply invested with everyone. Right. Because it fills us, it fills our schedules. It takes our emotional energy, our mental energy. It takes all of that to where then when you call and say, in crisis, need help, I don't have anything left to give you. Well, but you're in my circle. And if you're in my circle and I don't have anything to give you, that's a problem. Right. Because a part of being in a circle, <laughs> part of being a tribe of people, is the tribe shows up. Mm-hmm. The tribe is ready to go into battle. Right. When they're called on. Mm-hmm. Not one of them, not two of them, all of them. But they're ready to go into battle together mm-hmm. for their tribe, right. not for all the other tribes of the world. Right. 100%. I used to think that I needed friends. Mm-hmm. I needed all of them. I had to be, if they really wanted me, like I had to be vulnerable and that's freaking exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it took a long time to realize I'm allowed to choose who knows the deepest parts of me Mm -hmm. and who I can trust Mm -hmm. to know those deepest parts of me after being hurt Mm -hmm. half a dozen times and realizing that those relationships, while those people are good people Mm -hmm. and they're kind and I wish them the best, it was a situation ship. They're not your people. They're not my people. I was always there for them. Mm Didn't matter. Dropped everything. Threw the parties. Did the thing. But when I needed them... Crickets. Mm -hmm. Or, ugh, if it was any other day. Not my people. Mm -mm. And I'm not their people. And that's okay. 100% it's okay. We tend to think that's a bad thing. Right? right? We feel bad about it. or, Or people will try to make you feel bad about it. Right? Right? But it's okay that you're not their people. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you're bad people. It doesn't mean they're bad people. No. Different does not mean better or worse. It just means different. Right. Right. And obviously you had a different level of commitment. Mm-hmm. Right. And you needed to find people that matched your level of commitment. And God, I wish I'd known that at 17. Oh. At 25. Mm-hmm. Right. It would have saved a lot of heartbreak and a lot of tears and a lot of wasted time had I known that then. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You are 
Not too much. Not too much. You're not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough.